Hi, Dance Friends, and welcome to this special Thanksgiving week episode of the Dance Edit Podcast. I'm Margaret Fuhrer. I'm Courtney Escoin. I'm Lydia Murray. And I'm Cadence Neenan. We are editors at Dance Media, and all four of us are here today, a day early, to talk not about recent dance headlines, but instead about the dance things we're grateful for this year. And we're going to keep this relatively short so you can get back to your cooking or your family Zooms or whatever Thanksgiving looks like for you this pandemic year. Be sure to watch the all the dancing in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's one highlight. But we thought it was important to recognize that however strange and terrible and generally depressing 2020 has been, dance has helped us get through it all. And that's a big part of what we're thankful for this Thanksgiving. So... We're going to go down our grateful lists one at a time. And Cadence, do you want to get us started? Of course. As the podcast, you know, kind of resident reality TV obsessive, I personally am so grateful to have gotten a 29th season of Dancing with the Stars, even amidst a global pandemic. And I'm so impressed that the show's producers managed to get through the entire season without a single COVID case. And while the show's British sister, Strictly Come Dancing, didn't fare quite as well on the coronavirus front, I'm also so thankful to have gotten to see the first same-sex dancing couple in Strictly history, boxer Nicola Adams and pro Katya Jones. Getting to see that kind of representation on a much-beloved ballroom dance show meant the world to me. I'm also incredibly grateful for the kind of amazing ways that the dance world is growing and shifting on TikTok. I think it's really easy for all of us to only see social media insofar as how it can harm the dance world. But there are some really cool things happening on the app. We're seeing lesser known dancers finding an audience on TikTok. We're seeing discussions of choreographer credit happening on TikTok. And we're seeing dancers connect often in hilarious ways around their shared struggles, particularly in the pandemic. There are also some really honest conversations about representation in the dance world happening on the app, and it's a really inspiring example of social media helping the dance world to grow. Also, TikTok introduced me to Dexter Mayfield, who is a physical embodiment of a ray of sunshine, and I will be forever thankful for that. He's the best. (laughs) And yeah, everybody, I feel like the traditional attitude toward TikTok, as toward most social media, is either it's hurting everything, or we can't take it seriously. And that's just not true, especially with a platform like TikTok, which is so rich and complicated, yes, but a lot of good happening there. You're here. Agreed. Lydia, what are you thankful for? Well, I would like to second what Cadence is thankful for. Um, And also, even though this year has been rough, I think we would all agree, I'm thankful for the ways in which the dance community has come together and supported each other and looked out for those in need. From companies helping their local communities, to dancers advocating for equity and inclusion, to just friends helping each other out. And I think that with such drastic changes to the paces of our lives, we've had the chance to really see each other in a way that we might not have otherwise. And that's really valuable. I think it's really been incredible uh, seeing the reminders this year that dancers have voices too. And when we use them uh, together and collectively, we can actually make a lot of change and do a lot of good. Agreed. Dancers have powerful voices. Listen to them, everybody. Your turn, Margaret. It is my turn. All right. So I am grateful for the fact that in the days following the election, the whole country seemed to be dancing. And we've talked about this a lot in recent episodes, so I won't go into, you know, a ton of detail, but I am still in awe of the nonprofits, many of them Black-led, that organize some of these dance parties. And in particular, that epic 
two-day-long block party outside the convention center in Philly as ballots are being counted. I do want to single out the Joy to the Polls initiative, which was part of the Working Families Party's election defenders program, because of its understanding of this deep truth that dance is a de-escalation tactic. Like it used music and dance to help more people of color, people who are disproportionately affected by voter suppression tactics, to make it to the polls safely. That is incredibly powerful. And then on that Saturday, after the race was called, when so many people were dancing in the streets because dance felt like the most appropriate response to that history-making moment, like to witness that, I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Thank you for that, 2020, if for nothing else. Actually, no, Thankful. thank you for this other thing, 2020, which is much smaller scale. The 20th anniversary of Center Stage. <laughs> Just... Thank you for allowing us a moment to revisit the dance stars of that movie, to hear their thoughts on why Center Stage is still the dance film for Mm -hmm. so many dance people, to hear about the problems in that movie that are increasingly apparent. Thank you for the ABT Center Stage reunion, which was equal parts awkward and wonderful, exactly as it should have been, and which introduced a much larger portion of the world to Ethan Stiefel's current hair situation, which is fantastic. Just, Which we've been talking about for such a long time exactly. that it's surprising to me that that's still surprising to people. But now I'm grateful that we can have that conversation with a larger audience. <laughs> Just <laughs> thank you for those moments of escape back in the spring and summer as we were beginning to realize just how bad and how protracted this pandemic was going to be. They were much needed. That's my list. Courtney. Go for it. All right. Well, at the risk of getting painfully sappy on y'all. Oh, please do. uh, I wanted to take a moment to express gratitude for this podcast and for my wonderful co-hosts. As we've all alluded to, none of us anticipated that 2020 would be the year that it has been, uh, much less that we'd be making a dance news podcast in the midst of a pandemic and protests and political upheaval. Yeah, I don't know. Would we have signed up? for it if we had known that would be i i really don't know if we knew we'd only get to record three episodes physically together it all worked out out. i just want to say before all this happened we had this kind of setup rigged where we would have to meet in a room with you almost (laughs) forgot about that the big foam squares i have some excellent video from that that one of these days i will convince you guys to let me put on the internet what we are referring to is yeah the three episodes where we tried to make an echoey all glass we work conference room into a recording studio Mm -hmm. by surrounding ourselves with blue foam crate which was not a good idea also we only had one mic which As the person who like listens to podcasts in our office, I was like, guys, no, we all need our own mics. No, we only had one mic. Uh, we learned. One upside. I would say, yeah, the the audio quality has increased significantly since we became remote. Something else to be thankful for. That actually, I should add that to my gratitude list that uh, as a result of the pandemic, we did all get our own mics. Um, <laughs> Silver lining. Which I had been yelling about for months. Anyway, getting sappy again. But there, there have been weeks, I think, where the very last thing I wanted to do was sit down and talk about events that felt utterly paralyzing. 
Uh, but showing up and doing the hard work anyway, as one of my technique teachers often put it, um, having these conversations and digging deeper and really engaging with what is happening in our field when it would have been easier to stay numb, um, that has consistently helped me get unstuck and to feel like the work still to be done is not insurmountable if we can just start. And I have so appreciated being challenged by you three in this space and also just goofing off with you because I do miss seeing y'all in person. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, Our weekly therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah. And it's my sincere hope that you, dear listener, have been likewise inspired, challenged, or comforted when you've lent us your time and attention. So... Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Cadence. Thank you, Lydia. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Weekly therapy sessions. You're see? not supposed to be the sappy one, Courtney. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been the sappy one, Lydia. You just didn't notice before. The secret sappy fair, one. Fair. Oh, yeah. But thank you to all of you. And I will echo Courtney. Thank you to everyone listening. You are the final item on our, our gratitude list. We deeply appreciate all of you who listen and comment and are a part of this dance nerd community that we've built over the past few months. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And we'll be back next week in our, in our regular Thursday slot for another discussion of the news that's moving the dance world. Keep learning, keep advocating and keep dancing. Mind how you go, friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving and keep going. The Dance Edit Podcast is a product of Dance Media, publisher of Dance Magazine, Dance Spirit, Point, Dance Teacher, Dance Business Weekly, and the Dance Edit Newsletter. Our hosts are Courtney Escoyne, Margaret Fuhrer, Lydia Murray, and Cadence Neenan. Our music is by Celestine, with special thanks to Broadway Dance Center for helping us record those football sounds. Find out more about the Dance Edit and subscribe to our daily newsletter at thedanceedit.com. Dance Edit.